I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. WrestleMe WrestleMe Mark I'm surprised you've got any WrestleMe's left to be quite frank after our weekend of WrestleMe-ing Absolutely What a thrilling weekend of wrestling action it was <laughs> There were some big American shows and yeah. there was one absolutely key British show <laughs> uh, Key is the word yeah. <laughs> WrestleMe Live 3 Thanks mm. to everyone who came down uh, It was great to meet so many of you afterwards as well yes. um, the One problem with meeting everyone afterwards is I met a load of people and I was like Oh what's your name? And I, I was like, oh, they've got a good story. Or, you know, they've really kindly brought me some merch. Yes. And I'll give them a shout out. I'm like, I can't rem- remember anyone's name. Too many names. Too many names, too much booze, too much bird blood. The situation was <laughs> amusing because, uh, I mean, I am really sorry that I, straight after the match, I sort of ran up and sort of said hello to as many people as I could. After then I had to turn after the match. After the, <laughs> after the Lord Mayor show. Uh, Someone thinks they're a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> dresses a wrestling up match. as Jimmy Hart once a year. <laughs> I'm a headliner. Well, you'll notice, uh, Mark, that I, my, the, the Sharpie that I drew on my face, very much still part of my beard. So, it, not ideal. 100% worth saying, Pete. When it comes to fancy dress, you are the undisputed king of fancy dress. I've just got a very generic face, haven't I, clearly? Chameleon-like. Yeah, everyone was saying, well, because... CM Punk has debuted for AEW. Is Pete going to be CM Punk this year? Mm. Are, are we going to play cult of personality and out you come? Yeah. And then I have to work out what I'm going to do that relates to the sort of modern era. <laughs> Very difficult. Modern era people Victor. tend to be in quite good shape. <laughs> and, uh, so when you came out as Jimmy Hart, when, you, when I first saw you backstage when you put it together, mm. I was like, I know he had the bits that looked a bit like Jimmy Hart's stuff. Mm. When it all went together, I was like, holy fuck, that's Jimmy Hart. <laughs> no one has ever said to you, Outside of that, oh, you look just like Jimmy Hart. No, because he's quite—he's quite a sort of chipmunky sort of looking bloke, isn't he? And mm. I—and I wouldn't say I've got a lot wrong with me, but that's not part no. of my oeuvre. I, I will say that whenever you see a stag do at the at the train station or at the air, airport, mm. there's always a Jimmy Hart in there. If there's loads of wrestlers. <laughs> that's true. There's always a little Jimmy Hart in there, and I, mm. and I always sort of look at it. And I sort of go, I could probably do that one. I could pull that one off. Yeah, I was when we were. I was at home going through the Albert Hall thing. Um, mm. Kerry Von Eric appeared on the screen. Yes. And uh, my wife said, oh, do you know who he looks like? He looks like Richard Bacon. 
And I was thinking, oh, that would be good. If Richard was over here, we could have had a cameo of him as the Texas Tornado. In a sh- he wouldn't have understood anything, anything that was going, going on, on no. at all. No, very, but very he'd strange. do it, and that's to his credit. To yeah. his credit but Rick he, Edwards also would be able to pull that off, I think. He's got the stature as well, I would say. Rick yeah. Edwards looks like a wrestler. And I imagine Rick Edwards w- knew a little bit about wrestling back in the day. Yes, He yes, strikes me so. as the sort yeah. of person who would have like, put, put, put a curious eye across it. <laughs> a wry eye across If Rick it. is listening, do let us know whether or not you were interested in wrestling briefly in <laughs> the early 90s. This is just, at the moment, a, a supposition and a guess. Um, <laughs> Get us on Five Live now you're there. But I would say, I'm really sorry, I just want to point out, I'm really sorry that I couldn't uh, go straight up to the bar and say hello to everybody uh, straight after the show uh, because I had to look after the excellent Clash of the Titans, yeah. which the show went very well as well. So. Yeah, uh, Alex uh, Zane dressed as April Hunter, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles anchor woman. Yeah, um, yellow, big yellow jumpsuit, uh, didn't have his t- like it, it didn't need the bra, but he's wearing the bra. <laughs> I don't know why he's wearing a. Uh, it's just any excuse for that lad. I saw there is there is. A- I would say it's unresolved issues, but or unresolved love for dressing up uh, yeah. as a woman. But it, it, they're very resolved because he does it all the time. When we've been to like Halloween, uh, Alex's Alex yes. will go. Well, obviously it's Halloween. I'm going to dress as a zombie, and it's always a zombie sexy nurse. It's always a zombie sexy nurse, mm. and it's he gets a lot out of it. Yep. The the problem is the drunker he gets, the more gusset you see. <laughs> The more balls, the more penis. Absolutely the more, true. Yeah, just, We'd finished just... our show and I was coming out of, I say the dressing room, we didn't get a dressing room. <laughs> no, we, did. we had a we function did. room. We just get a function room. Uh, and that's I why, actually that's have why to I spray say, painted it. When I arrive there, I have to go in there and say, "Can I, I'm just going to take this room. I have to be yeah. a bit of an arsehole about it. And everyone just goes, well, it's not a dressing room. I go, well, no, but you didn't give me one. You know, I don't, don't know why. Is it is it a rule that if your show sells out, you don't, don't get, get a dressing, a dressing room? room? Yeah, That's why all these people have got dressing Dressing rooms. <laughs> they don't need to be nice to you anymore because you've already sold yeah. them out. So I, I, as I came out of there um, after our show, I mm. turned and I, I saw um, Chris, who does the show with Alex, Clash yes. of the Titles, and I saw them going in and I saw the back of Alex yeah. and I thought to myself, oh my God, have they hired models <laughs> to sort of make it look good? And it was only when I went round the front, I was like, oh, oh my God, that was Alex. It's Alex. Jeez. Oh, Alex. Guys, thanks so much for coming down. As I say, it was so good yeah. to meet you all. Um, some people very, very kindly brought me some merch as well, mm. which I was delighted At by. The end Unironically. Of the show, people just came to the front of the stage like mm. your Bruce Springsteen <laughs> and handed over some well-earned merch. What it made me feel like was a bit like a sort of like a, a Indian guru who's yes. a fraudster. Yeah, and collecting people, money for his church. Yeah, yeah people yeah. were coming up and they were going, here's the deeds to my house because you are very <laughs> inspirational. And I was like, I will take them. Yes. And I touch them on the head. Yeah, you know, they and then. Out of it, you get something out of it. You know, then the kids have to sort of unravel that legal knot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, uh, Ross and Hugh uh, and Andy Wright, they were so generous uh, to, yeah. to uh, drop some stuff off. There was some stuff that I, I've forgotten the names of the people who gave it, so do let me know. Mm. Just give, drop us a line on Twitter or whatever. Um, there was a brilliant uh, Dynamite Kid in Japan triple DVD set, which oh, is just mate. a beaut. That's- I mean, Proper up top your, class. That is up your street. Beyond up my street. That's in your coin. It's also park. got the really sort of hard to find ones that were, he happened right at the end of his career, right. where he turned up in Japan and people were like, "Oh my god, he looks awful." <laughs> so I, I'm like, "Oh, that is perfect. Stuff, Could yeah. be happier." And there was uh, one chap who really, again, please let me know who you are. Um, he delivered a couple of things which I'm just absolutely obsessed with. One was the 1993 uh, Merlin WWF sticker album. <gasps> 
complete peak. Come on. Complete. Um, this is a point where they, they go a bit mad with design. I think computers have just come in. <laughs> so it's a very busy Oh, it's, it is busy, isn't it? That is, you don't need that face. But you don't need Lex Luger's face they, right up close. They haven't quite got it right. So yeah. occasionally they'll put in pictures that are just inexplicable. Cropped. So that one there is Bob Backlund with his head cropped off. Why is this it's just Bob Backlund's kind of jacket, jacket yeah. jumper sort of thing? But then when you get to the one of Luna, you go, oh, you've made a terrible decision there. That is just, just a... a it's just boobies. <laughs> just a sort of like, it says Luna Vachon underneath it and it's it just, just a, a shot of, of her boobs. Wow. Terrible, isn't it? Amazing. Um, it's it's so oh. beautiful. It's just absolutely lovely. Um, the other thing that, that, that the unknown benefactor uh, dropped <laughs> off was a 1993 WCW uh, wrestling annual. That looks nice and colourful. Now, most of this is uh, reprints of the American comic book series that ran for about 12 episodes. <laughs> okay. They are surprisingly good. Yeah. They are quite sort of action filled and uh, I, I, I've seen that before and often like UK annuals drawn by Daniel Claus <laughs> <laughs> just, just about wrestlers making sort of awkward social faux pas yeah uh, a lot of the American annuals used to be sort of like if you were into Marvel mm. you'd get two uh, American comic books and they just stick them in a, in a British hardback yes, and go, okay, you know, right. knock yourself out mm. but occasionally what you get in them is they go well we've got a few pages left to fill and we can't fit another uh, issue in mm. and so what you get is you get profiles of like ravishing rude yeah and you wouldn't want that and you get sort of um it opens oh, with a double picture. page picture of doom but it's really a candid snap isn't it yeah it's a bit blurry it's taken by a fan i think <laughs> really like the vantage do. point is much too low for a grown human yeah, it is and everyone's <laughs> in the middle of talking so all their mouths are a bit like whoa <laughs> but there is something in here which is uh, quite brilliant right. um it's a, uh, a a text story with accompanying illustrations, so you know it's the British thing. It's been done dirt cheap. Okie dokie. It's uh, by a guy who calls himself Bamboss. 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 Like, like an amalgamation well, yeah. of a few different wrestlers there. Yeah, it's, it's a one word. Bamboss. Bam uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Booker Prize winner, Bamboss. <laughs> um, and Bamboss has written a story called Sting's Metal Mayhem. Ooh. And it's, uh, it tells you the story of when Paulie Dangerously uh, builds a cyborg to have a match with Sting. Right. Now, basically, if we don't get the live show uh, audio from the venue before Thursday... <laughs> We're just going to read this out. I'm, I'll, I'll just go, I'm going to go home and read this out, yeah, and then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll put it up. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you, it is a thrilling bout. Um, a lot of build-up, two pages of build-up. Right, before a match happens. Half a page of actual match, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's um, but, but it's going to be a thriller. So He's that got, will like, be a green... little hold-off moment. It's got, like, green abs. Yeah, it's a robot. It's <laughs> a robot. It's a robot. You've got to have green abs. Yes, it has, hasn't it? They, they look a little abs. bit like they might be full of some kind of petrol. Yeah, like a green kind of barbiturate. Yeah, it, 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 if oddly, the robot doesn't like being hit. <laughs> which is a strange... Very, very, very complex program yeah. to I make mean, it that your robot doesn't like getting hit <laughs> that you shouldn't have put in if you want it to be a wrestler. <laughs> make it like just sort of go... Like, just ignore it. He's like, oh, have you knocked the block off? <laughs> yeah, and, and I imagine Sting wins. Oh, don't oh, well, sorry, I mean, sorry, I mean, you know, there'll sorry, be many Mark. twists and turns. <laughs> <laughs> Bamboss is this isn't Bamboss's Bam- first day rodeo. at the rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, saw the mechanical bull. <laughs> the, the mechanical bull that somehow they'd made it so it didn't like people riding it. <laughs> ah, get off me! My back! Ow! <laughs> my backy hurt. <laughs> oh, good news. Well, look, we're going to be back. to I'm sure a lot of people are actually there, just going. Well, I didn't care about your stupid well, line. I didn't, couldn't go, and I didn't want to go. I wanted you to talk yeah. about the next show in the fucking Patreon. Yeah, please. That's what actually what I'm paying for. 
<laughs> well, you can shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. You we're got about to do it, aren't we? You got two episodes last week, so suck my dick. Right? <laughs> suck my metal dick. <laughs> oh, I've got an inbuilt program where I don't like it. Um, we're going to be looking at Money in the Bank 2020 uh, from the 10th of May 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, after WrestleMania 36, this was the uh, next pandemic pay per view. Yes. Uh, so the one where they've they've slightly gone well. WrestleMania worked out surprisingly well. Let's do it cheaper. <laughs> Let's do it cheaper. <laughs> and also, we've got a lot of confidence. So we just go, oh, yeah. we know how this works now. Yes, this went very well. Uh, People are talking about this. People, the hashtag was used quite a lot, yeah. for good and bad. Yeah. This um, took place, um, <laughs> it was going to take place at the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. Right. And even after WrestleMania, they were like, oh, we'll probably be doing it there. Mm. And then Maryland were like, no, we're shutting all of the sports <laughs> things. And WWE, in the pandemic, they didn't cover themselves with glory. No. They were always waiting for the venues to go, it's actually not possible, before they went, well, okay. Yeah. We'll <laughs> We wanted to do it. A big, big contrast with a place like Ring of Honor, which, you know, really did. I mean, it took a pounding during the pandemic, but it's been absolutely across the board, you know, doing the right thing for its performers and for the fans. Yeah. Um, WWE, less keen on that. Um, so what? What if I say Money in the Bank 2020, Pete, ha- what was your general impression of this? How did you feel the show went? I think it, it started really poorly, I think, and then there's a good match in the middle. It gets better. Mm. Um the things I liked about it aren't wrestling. Yeah, yeah. The matches that I enjoyed aren't wrestling. No. They're just dicking about. Yes. And, and, and the things I found charming about those parts are, uh, are only charming if it's a live event. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, that could have been done. That, that, that was probably refilmed again and again, wasn't it? So, yeah. Not I, so good. There's quite a lot of, like, certainly the main event, where mm. you sort of feel like uh, it's a bit embarrassing to think of them going, okay, we're going to do this bit now. And they yes, do it yeah, and they and sort start. of go... Yeah, yeah, and you've got to go... Oh, that's geez. okay. Let, yeah, we'll leave that one. <laughs> and it's, I just imagine the whole thing was filmed and rather than people going, that was brilliant. Yeah. Everyone was going, that's, okay. That, look, we got everything we needed to get. Yeah, great. Yeah. It's a, do you want me Maybe to... No, 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 no. <laughs> there's, there's really no need. No, no, no. You know when you've done a great job when the director goes, no, no, it's fine. And he delivers it like that. No, it's fine, Pete. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shall, do, do you wanna, shall we just put... We'll just put some screens over the top of that video, uh, Pete, you talking uh, and then we can just edit it all together I, was like, yeah. I thought I remembered everything I thought I re- you don't need to do cuts I remembered everything and I delivered it flawlessly yeah scum uh, and when you see it go out it's like a woman doing what you did <laughs> yeah, it's, really, really heartbreaking it's, it's, it's a robot it's Paulie Dedrick's robot <laughs> um, so <laughs> this has been like because the, the cinematic matches at Wrestlemania 36 went yeah. down so well yeah. um, someone actually at the live show and I, immediately going back to it but it is relevant mm. someone said to me I, I listened to the last episode where you were talking about Bray Wyatt's cinematic match. Right. They said, they said, are you seriously telling me you like Bray Wyatt now as a result of this, you know, that, that match with John Cena? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You're, I you're, in, the, you're in, the, in the Firefly Funhouse. I you am. just don't know. You're so confused. You don't you, want something down. You, you do not know which, which, which <laughs> well, you, you know, I, I mean, I, I, am I a puppet? <laughs> am, am I a Huskus pig now? Um, the, Why the, does Huskus pig have like shit all over his mouth? I, I think it's chocolate because he's a greedy pig. Right. But okay, I could see. be shit. Could he be might be a shit. real could greedy be. pig. Huskers <laughs> is eating all the chocolate. Now it's time to work on the excrement. <laughs> Cheaper. <laughs> um, the, I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, do I? Do I? Or is it just that match? I got. They also said, like, I listened to everything you said. They said, but don't forget the match was shit. And I was like, "Oh my god, have I have I been bewitched by the fiend?" But was it? There wasn't a match in there, though, was there? 
Well, I sort of said that. I know are you, are it's not tech- wrestling. It isn't wrestling. No, yeah, I, I thought I it was get, good. You can still it. That's the most interest. That was the most interesting thing on that bloody. Yeah, game, surely. Yeah, so I was quite pleased actually that Bray Wyatt is coming up in this because I was like, oh, I can actually see whether or not I like him. Yeah, and whether or not it is just that man. <laughs> Have I changed? Yes. Well, you're going to find out. You're going to find mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Um, this was inspired by those, those two well-received um, cinematic matches from WrestleMania 36. Mm. And so they went, well, do you know what we could do? We could take it up a step and we can actually have an action movie. Yeah. So it follows on really from the Undertaker's Boneyard match. But they go, we can do this and make it like loads of people and it will just seem like an all-action spectacular. Shall we hire a soundstage? Shall we do Grease? <laughs> no, I'll do it in the office. Yes. Do it in the fucking office. I, I like the, the thing about the office because it reminded me of when I was a kid. Uh, and really into wrestling, I was like, God, imagine if you could shut the school at the weekend. Yeah. And then and you could just around. go, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. a whole big thing. And I think if you ever had a camcorder, you would sort of go, you know, even in the early 90s before the Attitude Era, you'd be like, oh, and it's a fight that takes place down by the river. You know, <laughs> <laughs> all that sort of thing. And that's but what it felt like to me. pound stretchers. <laughs> yeah. This had never really been done before where they'd gone, we will just go, you're going to fight all over the building. And that was sort of exciting. <laughs> um, I like the fact that they sort of go, we're going to put the, the, you basically have to fight your way from the ground floor all the way to the top, mm. and we're going to have ladders on the top, and yeah. so you have to climb the corporate ladder. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. That's very neat, and that all works. Um, really worryingly, though, when this kicks off, they have some shonky CGI sort of like titles of the building. Yes. With CGI flags on the top, and you go, <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, they haven't had long enough out. to do this. No. They've really get, they've really made a fucking disaster here. Um, then you suddenly cut to bits of the office, the lobby, and you start seeing the real headquarters. For me, I was like, this is the best thing. I was yeah. so into it. Big statue of like Andre the Giant made out of... Rowdy, rowdy paper. Yeah, huskus chocolate. Yeah, it does look just like chocolate. It's it like quite cheap Kinnison yeah. chocolate. Um, I, 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 it, it, it does have a homemade backyardy feel yeah. to filming it in your own offices because they're there and they're cheap. Yeah. But what was really funny about it is, apart from like the pictures on the walls... Oh, it's so generic. It's so Such generic. Such a generic WeWork style fucking... Isn't like, it? It was like where, you used to, where we record. Now, yeah. Where you were used to record yeah. in, 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 in a town. Regis. Yeah, in a yeah. Regis. It's a Regis. What it lacks is it lacks any sort of bit where you go, oh, there's an office where yeah. someone works. Oh, okay. you know, Even the places that are supposed to be offices where, you know, Vince McMahon works, for example. Yeah. It's not really an office. No. It, it just looks like a another function it's room it's loads and loads of meeting rooms it, it, it just looks like if they needed to skip town they could do it really quickly oh yeah there was nothing <laughs> in that office stuff. you would get there and you would go I've broken in and I'm going to steal it. obviously go for Vince McMahon's office it's got yeah. a genuine T-Rex skull on the wall <laughs> but after that uh, there is nothing you'd just be like oh I've got a sort of like a, 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 like a, a poster print of WrestleMania 32 that was on the wall. There is nothing in no. there. Nothing. Very unlovable. There didn't seem to be any telephones. <laughs> <laughs> just a weird place. It's a really weird kind of like face. It's a hot desky kind of and place. So, so many oh. empty rooms. I know. Just, I mean, I know they've dressed some of them, but every room that they opened that wasn't part of the we're going to fight in here, yeah. every time you saw in, you just went, it's just empty. I, it's, it's just a, stripped. PlayStation 1 game. It's like so kind of like, we're good, we'll reuse the assets. There's that pot plant again. Yeah. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's transfer deadline day. Ashwood City are drifting under manager Sven Joran Eriksson and chief executive Patrick Nolan is willing to do whatever it takes to turn things around. Oh, look, it's just for a season or two, you know. We, we get them really cheap, you know, 10% of what they're worth in some cases. And, I mean, the sponsors it would attract as well as the cachet. Patrick Nolan, MBE, stop talking. This is a fucking Tevez and Mascherano player heist, pal. In the award-winning football mockumentary, The Offensive, the thick of it meets the Premier League, and things are about to reach breaking point in the boardroom. That's the rules, Woody. Oh, so now we like the rules, do we? Woody, you can't just move a piece and make up how to play. Well, you don't get to tell me what I can and can't do. No, move that back. Fucking get off. Don't touch my pieces. You're cheating. You're cheating. Cheating. That's an invasion of my pieces, that. Stop fingering my bishop. You don't know what he's doing. It's not... Oh... Start your Ashwood City journey and listen to The Offensive wherever you get your podcasts. The Offensive is a stack production. I, I spend quite a lot of time looking at the headquarters on Google Street View. Right, OK. A couple of reasons for that. <laughs> One is uh, it's in a part of Stamford, Connecticut that's got a big main road that goes mm. past it. And obviously, yeah. as, as a company that is a touring company, what you need is the ability to get your trucks in and mm. out, you know, back on the road. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd looked at it first because um, I, there was a story of, in, in the early 90s where Alfred Hayes was crossing the road. <laughs> Um, outside the headquarters and he got hit by a car right. and he had to have a lot of he broke his back and his hip and he, he basically lost a couple of inches after they'd done the sort of surgery to correct him yeah. and I was like where was he walking to because oh, this looks like it's in the middle of nowhere yeah 
over the road is a place called the Beverage Barn. <laughs> it's a single story uh, liquor store. So Alfred was obviously off to, off to the know, Beverage Barn. Just get some cherry brandy. Um, <laughs> bang. Um, but what, I've, what I noticed is I was reading um, a book by Hulk Hogan's wife, and she mentions when they first signed with the WWF, um, they decided to buy a house right near the corporate headquarters. Mm. And there's a road that runs uh, off the main road, which the sort of is the corner of the uh, corporate he- headquarters, mm. which is called Houston Terrace. And I keep... I sort of go, go, go. It'd be fun to have a holiday home right next to the W. Even <laughs> on Google Airbnb, Street View. surely. Yeah, well, even on Google Street View, you can see they leave the, 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 they've left the loading bay open and there's loads of boxes in there. And you go, <laughs> if I'm going to do successful thefts, I am going to uh, be, that is the perfect position to be. You could literally sort of like, uh, like stick it out for months. Oh, you? completely, yeah. completely. Mm. Now, Houston Terrace in Stamford, Connecticut has got these beautiful sort of traditional 1950s clapperboard American, just gorgeous houses. Mm. And they go between $300,000 and $500,000. Fucking hell. Pete. Wowzers. Pete. It's an ex- it's a business expense. <laughs> it is a business expense. And in, in fact, I'm I'm looking on Airbnb now. I'm typing in the postcode mm. of the of the is it the Titan Towers they call it. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, I'm I'm typing in a weekend of like October the fourteenth, starting on Thursday, ending on the seventeenth. Um, could we get an Airbnb <laughs> as close as we can to? Titan Towers in, in Stamford, Connecticut? And the answer is yes. There's oh, a lot of them. Great. There's a lot of them. I, I mean, I think it's a great... I still want to do an American road trip where we just go to all the places that are key on the uh, American wrestling sort of history. All the funeral homes. All the funeral homes. Go. Let's go and do, you know, the Von Erichs graves. <laughs> let's, let, I mean, if you're doing graves, you're going to need to book a few yeah. weeks out. Look, here it is. That's where the Titan Towers is. Mm. That's the closest Airbnb. That's like one That's road away. One road away. It's one good God. Private room in Stamford with amenities near the beach. If we went there Ooh. every day to the headquarters and kept on saying we're from Britain, we're from Britain. Can, can we can we go up one floor each time we come here? Yes, we're we're the illegitimate sons of uh, Lord Alfred Hayes, <laughs> and uh, he's, he's hosted by Tito. This guy. Uh, response Tito Santana. Tito Santana could be. Could be. <laughs> I might give him a contact. I've got an excellent Airbnb score. He'd love to have <laughs> Good <Anyway>. work. Um, <laughs> all, all, all I'm basically laying the groundwork is is that we will have a rest on the house. Yes. Um, and that's, <laughs> it's uh, like one of those influencer houses. We could call it Titan Towers 2. <laughs> <laughs> and that way, there's a chance that a we'll lot get of posts will yeah. be misdirected. We'll get ah, n- another, another sort of another suing. Another cease and desist. <laughs> another, another wrestler saying they weren't an independent contractor. It was a letter from their lawyers. <laughs> I'll put that in the bin. Um, so the first match that we have is the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The New Day, who yes. are in this are Big E and Kofi Kingston, versus uh, Lucha House Party of Grand Metallic and Callisto, versus Miz and Morrison, versus the Forgotten Sons. <laughs> Miz and Morrison. Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake with Jackson Riker what, what? Uh, as their chum. Why have um, The New Day become a two now? Is it, what's going on? I here? think Xavier Woods was behind. injured right, at okay. this point. And so they have gone to a two. They, as you're, you're right, they normally are a three. They mm. have essentially what's called free bird rules, where any sort of, you know, two of them can defend the, the bits and bobs. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, but, but, what, a couple of things about that. I mean, I mean, they mentioned that the New Day have won the tag team titles. They sort of say a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Just meaningless flip flopping of those tag team titles <laughs> is really annoying. And when you have four teams suddenly just fighting for the belts, it really emphasises that there's no real direction mm. in the tag team. You just go, everyone have a go at it, yeah. and then one of you will win it, and then one of you will win it off them, and it's just a sort of like a boring mess. 
this match really looks like it's filmed in a garage. It's, <laughs> it really it, does. Everyone's it's very colourful as well. Yes. And it's a bit kids' TV. <laughs> it looks really, really cheap and shonky. Yeah, and and I, I, I didn't enjoy this match at all, really. But Grandma mm. Palate was doing his best. He, yeah, he was doing it, his it, best. It's absolutely a hundred percent the the case that the better you are the more they'll ignore you. <laughs> yes. And Gramatalik in this is absolutely the standout performer. Yeah. And by the end of it, I think they have him pinned. <laughs> yes. Couldn't, couldn't be worse. Couldn't give a shit. I like uh, I, I, Googling uh, John Morrison, who I don't know a huge amount uh, mm. about, like any sort of modern wrestler, I suppose. He's had a lot of uh, nicknames. He's had a lot oh, of like, yeah. he's had a lot of gimmicks. John Hennigan, Morrison, Blackcraft, Blaze, Impact, Mundo, Nitro, Onyx, uh, Spade, Superstar and Ultra. Yeah. Just a lot of... He's um he uh, he's he's good, mm. John Morrison. He's a great sort of performer, but there is something about him that you just sort of go. It's always very exciting when he turns up and you go, oh good, he's going to have a good run. And yeah. then two matches in, you're a bit like, mm, I can do without this. Has <laughs> this, this film come out yet? Yeah, no, the Iron Shrek Massacre. <laughs> yeah. um, that is really, I think that's the thing I'm waiting for the most in his career. Well, yeah, it's kind of gone a bit quiet. I had, again, I had a little Google, and it's 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 about a, a film. It's a film. We've spoken about it before, I think. Mm. Um, focuses on an Iron Shake toy voiced by the outspoken WWE <laughs> Hall of Famer himself as it becomes sentient, sentient uh, and targets a group of new school wrestlers who've been insulted, who who have been insulted the way the things have done in the past. Oh, my God. If that's the PR that sheet, was imagine what the film's going to be tweets. like. Good God. Good Lord. So it's about, it's <laughs> child's play, but instead of children, it's, it's about Iron young Shake. wrestlers. Yes. <sighs> Write what you know. Write what you know. <laughs> they, this is the, the the sort of period as well where they talk about uh, John Morrison's drip all the time, right, yeah, yeah. and th- th- that in twenty twenty, in the middle of twenty twenty, probably sounded sort of like new. Yes. A year on, Pete, it's all everybody's talking everybody's about. Talk Seth about Rollins drips. drip. All oh, right, John Morrison is also referred to as Johnny Drip Drip, and it's all this. I mean, it's just. Does he have more spectacular clothes than anyone else? No, like, not no. really. I mean, it's just, it's almost like they've cottoned onto it and they've gone, this actually makes us sound young. Yes, you know? exactly. Hey, yeah. why don't we have a wrestler who's obsessed with Ariana Grande, like the young people? <laughs> it's so sort of oh, witless. And every time they say it, it's like ashes in Michael Cole's mouth. You oh, know? yeah, he, they can't sell that. Corey Graves talking about the, you know, he's, he's <laughs> hey, it's Johnny Drip Drip. It's like, oh, you, it's, uh, do you know what it's like? It's like... Sloppy steaks. It's all that sort of fucking. Can I have water on my steak? That, that um, in uh, I think you should leave now. Yes. The Tim Robinson yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you've got a drip, drip. It's all <laughs> wet and moist and crap. Um, it's very annoying. The um, the 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 best bit about uh, the whole thing is is Big E is starting a thing where he takes off his jacket and then he whips it as hard as he can at Corey Graves' head. And <laughs> I'm all for that. It's obviously something he's done that he's sort of gone. That's got over, and I'll keep doing it. <laughs> and on this one, he gets Corey Graves much too hard. Hard. And the jacket whips into Corey Graves. It knocks his headphones off. And he's like, that almost knocked me out of my chair. Um, and Michael Cole is delighted by it. Oh. But obviously, someone must have had to have a word and oh, sort of go. Don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah big e, down, big Yeah, e. just, just, you know, I know it's funny. We all like it. We all do like it. But but you hurt Corey quite badly. <laughs> the last he's he's going to have to do a lot of meditation tonight. <laughs> Corey Graves is going, that jacket weighs about 14 pounds. <laughs> it's really good. Um, the, um, the, 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 Ones that we, we, you know, we should talk about who we've not seen before, the Forgotten Sons. Yes. Um, they are uh, a sort of, they were an NXT group and they are basically 
they portray themselves uh, as military veterans who have been forgotten about since their return to society. Mm. Two of them are military veterans. Uh, Steve Cutler was a Marine from 2007 to 2011. Uh, and Jackson Riker, he was a machine gunner um, who served as a Marine in the Iraq War. So they do have two of the military experience. Wesley Blake, none. Doesn't none. have any. Okay, just coming along for the ride. But he's going along with it. <laughs> um, they uh, are pretty new a new call-up to WWE. They probably were going to get a push, but Jackson Riker, uh, in a month's time, mm. will derail it entirely. Right. So during the uh, the sort of aftermath, the immediate aftermath of the murder of George Floyd, mm-hmm. there was a lot of protests and there was the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. And when that was at its very peak, Jackson Riker went on Twitter uh, and he wrote, thankful for the president of the United States we have. God bless America, built of freedom, forgotten no more. Um, it was the wrong time <laughs> to sort of go, I align myself with the man that is, you know, basically... Uh, Strolling out the White House while supporting the police while over the citizens. militarised police um, shovel people into the floor. Yeah, and what's really unusual about this is he put that up, and, and of course WWE is a pro-Trump company. Mm-hmm. They work very closely, the McMahons, with, with, with Trump. What was really funny about it is it was such an incendiary tweet that most of the locker room simply went for him. And, uh, for example, Kevin Owens. Now, remember, Kevin Owens is a big star. Mm-hmm. He's WWE. Mm-hmm. His Twitter is followed by a load of kids and everything. He wrote, uh, in response to that tweet, he wrote, I need to tell you, I think you're pushing your shitty wrestling catchphrase as all of this is happening is absolutely fucking pathetic. (laughs) Um, uh, Mustafa Ali, he wrote, I'm thankful you posted this because I'm now aware of what you stand for. When black brothers and sisters are crying, you praise someone who refuses to acknowledge their hurt. Uh, And then his tag team partner, Steve Cutler, had to come forward. (laughs) And Steve said... I mean, this is a hard thing to it's be between, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. Although I'm part of a tag team while I wrestle, I am my own person with my own thoughts and beliefs. Oh, no. It pains me to see what's going on in the world. I fought for the freedom of our country and all the people who live here. <laughs> We're all human beings and all deserve to be equal. Hashtag justice for George Floyd. Uh, Wesley Blake also tweeted in support of the BLM movement mm. uh, over what Jackson Riker had, had written. In the aftermath of that, people started going through his social media. Of course they did. Of course they did. Of course they did. I mean, you'd think they'd be doing that anyway, but it just yep. it just puts a little pep in people's step, doesn't it? It does. And there were two things he'd, he'd put up that were really flagged up. One was that he'd uh, watched 12 Years a Slave, mm-hmm. and he'd basically said, I don't know what everyone's going on about. <laughs> <laughs> really? Watch the film, mate. Yes. I don't know what everyone's going on about. Are you sure you saw 12 Years a Slave and didn't go into a different screening room? <laughs> and the second thing he did was there was a picture of him where he was uh, either incredibly tanned mm. or in a strange shadow okay. and so his skin looked as if it was very very dark mm. and he'd written underneath Soul Man and mm. Soul Man is a quite bad 80s film mm. uh, about a guy who is white who I think I think takes a pill and he becomes black overnight Yeah, and it's all about it was written originally uh, as a, a a damning and scathing sort of um, in the way uh, that black people are treated in America yeah, yeah, in, yeah in a yeah. sort of comedy 87 but the guy who'd written it that was the first draft and by the time it came out it was, it was... all full of people you know basically jokes where the guy is like I'm going to do a rap um, <laughs> it was a nightmare for yeah. that guy um, so that came up but that happened to you and I was like when I, I saw that picture me, yeah. I don't know what that is but that picture that was taken of us backstage mm. where you're further behind me the flash mm. has gone bang onto me my body has sucked all of the flash out <laughs> and you're there and it does look someone said has, has, has Pete, Pete blacked up <laughs> like, yeah, I blacked and I looked at it and I went oh yeah it does look a bit like that but then you look at your hands 
and your hands are in a different place, but yeah. the same colour. And it's it does an amazing look like you've picture. Done it. I've never, I've never seen anyone look like that before. It was amazing. It was incredible. There was, uh, if you'd have then Thanks, tweeted Zoe that from the podcast festival, <laughs> get me cancelled. If you'd have tweeted that with underneath Soul Man, and then I'd have gone through your thing, and you'd have been a bit like, oh, I went and saw Twelve Years a Slave. Aha! Uh-huh. I, I think, yeah, you know, that is that is the problem here with Jackson Riker. Um, of those three men in the Forgotten Sons, whose push was immediately cancelled, and they just. Yeah. Drifted away of the three of them who do you think is the only one still employed by the WWE oh you're kidding me <laughs> Jesus yeah Christ, uh, Jackson Riker why do they do this I don't know I mean I, I do feel for the other two they had their push entirely derailed for <laughs> no reason of their one. own yeah and you, you get the feeling that like uh, the, the, uh, when big situations when big situations when big subjects like that come up um, it's almost kind of like good because the rest of the locker room can find their voice a little mm. bit and sort of feel confident uh, completely to, to, to do the right thing I think sometimes so. it's, I, I think there's a, there was a, at the time they were saying they can't get they can't sack him for what he said yeah. because it's a freedom of speech yeah. issue and the reality is you know I'm, I'm sure a lot of you know Vince McMahon would be like I'm not going to sack someone for saying what we all think <laughs> <laughs> so he, he stayed around um, uh, I I didn't mind this match at all because I just think the one thing about it is it was all action mm. um, I, I didn't almost I don't think I saw Miz do anything in it no, Miz was kind of quite anonymous, but they and they usually like to focus on him way too much. They really do. Um, there's my favourite little bit is uh, I think they're talking about excuses that are made by John Morrison for why yes. things haven't gone well. Yeah. And Michael Cole just said, <laughs> "Mr. Excuse should be his rap name." And I like it, that people who don't like have no interest in rap or hip hop. Yeah. They think, think all rappers are called Mister <laughs> and then a noun. So it's like you know, I, I'm I'm Mister Hot, or he should be called Mister Angry. Not a bad rap name. Yeah, no one's called Mister Anything. It's very it's it's the simple it's the more simple person's version of Grit Album. You know, it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of like a really boilerplate. Sounds Love like a album. sounds like a band that should be. Uh, <laughs> Tenth on the bill at the uh, John Peel stage. Uh, <laughs> that is a very easy way of doing it. Yeah, uh, there's a quick bit where Jackson Riker is, uh, who is the third man. Uh, it's just bad timing. Michael Cole just goes, "This is a no disqualification match," and then the referee just goes, "Jackson Riker, you're out of here." <laughs> like that. And Jackson Riker goes, "Ah!" And the commentators, because they've just said that, you yeah. go. Well, what, what are they going to do? That one out? What's yeah. he going to do? Yeah. So they can do anything. So what, why are they getting rid of him? <laughs> and the commentators just go, oh, I'm just going to sit here in silence. Not going to... Not going to... Yeah, not going to tie that bother. Yeah, just not let it hang even in the air like bother. a big turd. I, I, so is this... This bit wasn't live, no? I was just pretty... I, is this was not all pre-recorded? No, I don't hmm. know. This may have been live by this point because right, they were probably okay. more sort of used to. Uh, the other thing, of course, is is that it's harder to do with WrestleMania. It was it was important that they got that done because obviously it's WrestleMania. But I think by this point they're still making three hours of Raw, yes, you know, two hours of SmackDown, an hour of two hundred five live and everything. Hmm. And I, I should just imagine there isn't time in the schedule to do anything but live of course by that point they, they're used to doing the live stuff yeah. so I imagine this is all live so this yeah I've just checked it, it, it was live uh, the ladder matches were pre-recorded April 15th the ladder match was pre-recorded I know right that would have been hilarious to do live I mean what a absolute <laughs> shit, show. shit show that would have been um, yeah so look that is the first match mm. of Money in the Bank 2020 um, it was full of chat about Black Lives Matter. <laughs> As you well expect. Yeah, and in, in fact, this was, of course, the, the whole kerfuffle that um, made Randy Orton uh, come out as being a, uh, a right huge guy. supporter yeah, of, of Black Lives Matter and doing a very, very well-worded post where he was saying, I used to think that all lives matter 
encompass that he said mm. but no i realized that, that it didn't he Good finished with a line just saying until black lives matter then all lives matter. yeah and yeah. you know all lives can't matter mm. so um yeah the, this was part of the the uh, the absolute sort of like you know radiation art the redemption of randy or um <laughs> yeah it was good Good. Thank yeah, you, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, look, if you uh, if you fancy getting on the Patreon, um, mm. it'll either be our live show uh, this week or next week, but either way, you get it in this billing round, mm-hmm. um, uh, or it'll be me reading out the story of when Sting met a robot. Yes. And, well, I mean, I know which I'd rather hear. <laughs> You sound like the uh, like the CFO of WWE. It's in this billing round. Because it's, <laughs> it's money in the bank, baby. It's money in the bank. Well, I, gotta, check out pitch I, um, I made a terrible error, which is to read the story. I have actually built a wrestling robot. Oh. I, wanted, I wanted to get into the headspace of knowing yeah. what it would be like. Bam, bam man or whatever his name is. Yeah, I'm not very good at coding and it is. it just tries to bum dogs. <laughs> Wrestle me, Wrestle dog me. Wrestle Me is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.